ways to get your ass out of it. That's my Caption made magic express. What's that? It's not a train. It's a prison version. one of life's little mysteries of the enigma hour which is two hours that's our joke over right. here on kadlp 103.5 fm sonora that's for the fcc and just remember that this live show has been edited for content and if for any reason you need to leave your radio please have your ear stamped at the door i like that dave that's good that's good. <laughs> I like that one. I'm Olaf Phillips, uh, Captain Tiki. I got over here Captain Dave. Reporting for duty. Every Thursday, 10 p.m. to midnight. Yes, we say it's the Enigma Hour, but yes, it is two hours. No, I'm not changing the name. I'm not doing it, man. It ain't happening. The Enigma Hour. Enigma Hour. <laughs> Enigma to infinity. To infinity and beyond. Yes, to the Fargonosphere. Fargonosphere. Well, it's been another week. It certainly has. But just remember, uh, time just keeps everything from happening at once. Yes, to paraphrase Buckaroo Banzai, <laughs> wherever you go, there you are. Where's yes. to live by? Well, as you guessed it, it's October, so 
October. It's Halloween time. So we got to do more spooky stuff. Well, it's the second biggest holiday in America, right? Behind Christmas. It's my favorite holiday. I mean, people... Okay, what times of year do you drive around and look at people's yards? I guess unless you're a Christmas stalker. Christmas and Halloween. Christmas and Halloween. Christmas and Halloween. Yeah. yeah. Well, we got, a, we got people in the studio today. That's a weird one for us. Normally, it's just me and Dave down here in the bunker with the lights off being scared are you sure we're here i'm not <laughs> don't hit me with metaphysical questions when it's like 10 o'clock at night and i've been up since 3 30 in the morning it's too existential walter so tonight we have we have malia here hello we have walter here yes indeed we have Raphael over there he's checking it out listening in he's waving that's radio dude nobody can see you but we're waving back <laughs> hey and of course, Captain Dave. And the disembodied presences. Yes, yes. So tonight's there show. There are a couple. Huh? There are quite a couple of those disembodies. Oh, so yes. So if people uh, that are listening that never heard us discuss this place, uh, this was built, uh, opened for business in 1909, and it's a dome. It's Literally. a circular structure with uh, wings on it. Uh, but there's a big. Uh, dome at the very top it's 22,000 square feet and we're the only occupants in this building that are alive and we moved in about six and a half years ago after this house or this building had been empty for decades and uh, the one thing that I kept thinking is that uh, what happens to a house does it feel that our building, does it feel abandoned? I mean, uh, after a while, um, my theory is the sound of the children running around because this once was a school um, is not the spirits. It's, it's the building itself. It's just the echoes. It's infused with it. It's infused with it. Uh, yes. Thank you. I'm, I'm good at words. Yeah. But you, you realize what I was getting at. Oh, yeah. Right? No, I get it. Did it go to sleep? No. After so many years, did it grow resentful? Maybe. That uh, it wasn't being used? What do you think, Malia? <laughs> well, we're talking about inanimate objects to begin with. So I will forever be pedantic with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But do you believe places become infused? Now, the us? spirits within the building itself, yeah, totally agree with you that they can become aggravated. Uh, they feed off of, in a sense, or they gain their energy from our energy. So that moving around helps them to manifest or communicate too. Maybe yeah. you should uh, yeah. introduce your guests. I was so. trying, but you guys already started <laughs> talking. Interrupted and jumped in. <laughs> Dave, Dave, you need no introduction. Yeah. But uh, these other ones. So, I mean, she knows what she's talking about, right? I, I certainly don't. Oh. Well, you know I usually don't. No, we don't. We don't. So, yeah, so tonight we've got uh, Malia's here. She's a paranormal investigator. We got Walter. Walter is the author of many wonderful books, mm. uh, <clears throat> and he is the head of Nimzicon, which starts tomorrow. Yes. 
Yes. Yes, the first Nimzicon. Yeah, you need to get closer to the mic. Oh, okay. Exploring yeah, the mysterious lore of the Mother Lord is the advertisement <laughs> that I read. <laughs> and then, of course, me and Dave, but we don't count. So How we, about this? How about this? That's better. So, so we thought, you know, let's, Malia is a paranormal investigator. Let's do some paranormal investigating and mm-hmm. get her on the show and talk about ghosts. Oh, because it's Halloween. It's, it's October. Halloween. Yeah. yeah. It's October. Which, by the way, we're both born in. We have the same birthday. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Wow. We have the same birthday. A few years apart, but. No, but uh, do you mind uh, if <laughs> I ask you uh, what day you were born? The second, October the second. I had no idea. Yes. I've known you for how long? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was born exactly at, at the day of fall. Well, I was born on the twenty fourth, but it varies oh, okay. a little bit here to year. <laughs> September twenty fourth. Well, I only missed being born on October first by forty six minutes. Because I, wow. I was born at uh, midnight, forty-six a.m. on the second, so just just squeaked into the second there. And you know, I was born on a Wednesday. You know what they say about Wednesday's Wednesday child being woeful or something? Uh, being filled with woe. Filled with woe. But yes. my redeeming factor: I was born on the coast, and I was the year of the water dragon. Oh, okay. So there you go. Okay. So, getting now back that to the, the introductions. <laughs> I guess that's all the introductions. Yeah. So Walter wrote some books. He yeah. he talks a lot about the Sonora Aero Club. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but we talked about that last week. So Malia, so you are already picking stuff up. Oh yeah, there's building. Um, as soon as we came up the hill, the baseball field off to the right was the big the biggest signature I got, um, and it's quite traumatic something very traumatic had happened there with school children so it doesn't surprise me to find out now that this was a school or had begun as a school um but and then down the hallway i'm picking up on an entity um which would be like an elemental more like an earth elemental Ah. type thing so we we did ring a bell yeah so we did a spirit box session i have it here i was trying to hook it into the board but it's it's just not working no you have to give up one of the microphones and i will be no 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 but we we picked up a number of spirits with it and they were overlapping but there was one that kept shutting everybody down interesting that's probably the entity it's quite angry yeah it seemed pretty pissed not very happy here yeah that's that's pretty consistent yeah, that, that was consistent with what we discovered. Yeah, that makes but sense. But I, I play nice music and it lulls at us. Yeah, they likes you. Right away, <laughs> most of the spirits are like, look, we, we agree with him. They, they're, they're good if you're here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the inter- interloper on this one. And I assume neither one of you will come here at night alone, right? I, I do oh, have yeah. to quite frequently. You do? Yeah, because I'm the one that programs all this oh. stuff. Oh. Oh, yeah, no, he comes here quite early in the morning. 
<laughs> so it's still dark, and then I disturb the ravens that roost. Yeah. I didn't realize what elaborate nest that they made. Yeah. They spent a lot of time on that. I think they it's a are, family project. They are elaborate creatures. And uh, I would disturb them, so uh, they'd start squawking, and uh, what are you waking me up Well, for? you're braver than I am. There's a story I often tell them. I, I've told people, they've, I'm sure Raphael's heard it three times, where um, I was in this house that my, an uncle of mine owned, and um, uh, I had a, a, a one of those audio-type haunting experiences okay. where I heard a woman crying. But I, I end it with big, bad former federal agent. I was a federal agent at the time. I didn't go downstairs to see it. Oh, heck no. I stayed up above and listening was just fine. So I, I don't <laughs> oh, know. You'll, you'll hear stuff here. I don't know that I would stay in here by myself at night. So uh, I gr- my that. grandmother was a spiritualist. She grew up in Oakland in okay. the 20s. And, um, now, she didn't levitate things and stuff. But people would actually come and bring flowers, mm-hmm. and she would hold court, and uh, and there was some. St- it only happened when you were around grandma, though. Mm. Well, very, I don't know. We proved strange. that stuff happens when you're here. But hopefully, good stuff. Well, I, thought, <laughs> I mean, last time, you know, we we heard footsteps walking down the hallway after we were done. Uh, yeah. I, I guess, do you realize that then this town and all the neighboring in, in Tuolumne County, we just take it for a given. Sure. Uh, uh, every building, they, uh, people have actually named the ghosts and oh, have yeah. relationships with them. Well, uh, I, But the best thing to do is to, uh, okay, I'm here, you're here, let's... Uh, well, one of, the, one of the few sites, though, that, that scared the ghost adventure guys pretty thoroughly oh, yeah. was actually the, the uh, old um, hospital. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. I can see that happening. Yeah, it's it was been bad. closed yeah they, for a long time. Is it a psych did they have a psych ward in it? Oh I'm sure they did. Yeah. We we only have one hospital around here. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, now it's been taken over. The county went broke and had to close it. and it's a beautiful brick structure. It is. It is. And uh but yeah, I seen that episode. Yeah, they, they get real scared. Uh, really? <laughs> but, uh, but you know, hospitals we, we talked about this before. Hospitals are you know, in my experience, right, the, the places that are transient in nature, you know, where you have movement. They tend to be more haunted than other places. So hospitals, train stations, airports, mining towns. <laughs> yeah, mining, mining towns. towns. That's exactly <laughs> it. one of the arguments where they couldn't. Yeah. The reason why they couldn't find more of the members of the Aero Club is because thousands of people came in yeah. here, and they were all transients. So it's just the people who yeah. stayed or became the sheriff mm-hmm. or the well, mayor that you would remember. Not, not to derail it onto the Aero Club, but the other, the other major issue, we talked about this before, is that you know, I think they only went to one cemetery. I think they all went to the Columbia Cemetery and said, right. okay, we're going to find everybody. <laughs> it's like there's cemeteries all over the place here. I, yeah, remember we were um, coming in. There was a house off to the right, mm-hmm. and no marking or anything. But I saw it. The whole front yard was graves. Yeah, the whole thing. Oh yeah, no. When you was, that road that you took, there's a Masonic cemetery. Then when you kind of loop around, there's a Jewish cemetery right there. Yeah. So. There's also like a, a weird cemetery over by the old school. Yeah. 
Yeah, school. I'd have to go back and and look in the video that I did, but I think the Columbia Cemetery, I only found the Newells. Yeah. The Newells. No, I think they're hidden down in Jamestown. Yes, the the Newells. Because George Newell was one of the Aero Club members. and. We found a we found another one. Um, I forget which guy it was, but it was covered in rosemary, which I, I find bizarre that the the grave itself was completely covered in rosemary. Well, that grows real good up here. Oh, it does. It's everywhere. Yeah, the if one, you want some rosemary, let me know. The one that we saw driving in did did it seem like like a family private cemetery? Or no, it was unmarked one? graves. Okay. Um, that doesn't surprise me. It looked like it had been a house that was accepting sick people in the 30s or 40s. Hmm. That sound familiar? Yeah, and well, the hospital moved several times. When, when it opened in 1852, it was somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that building, even though it looks old, that's not uh, like from days from the gold rush. Hmm. No, this was quite the private house, and it, it had many rooms inside, multiple levels. Uh, the house was still there, um, and I, I would say Civil War era, pretty much. But you were telling me about uh, some of the California wars, well, Cal- possibly. Cal- California's history w- with the Civil War was they, they wanted it to absolutely not be a slave state, and that was part of the political intrigues going on. But what I'm thinking maybe she was picking up was the days of Fremont and all that stuff going oh, on sure. during the Bear Republic. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. But it was quite clear there were unhappy ghosts there. There's a lot of Civil War veterans had, that uh, lived oh, and yeah, died up out there. I yeah. was seeing people in Civil War yeah, uniforms. Yeah, they, 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 they came west Union. by the... Oh, yeah. and uh, when uh, the uh, French got defeated in the Battle of Puebla... Which actually turned the course of the war in a way because the French was allied with the South. And uh, the very first documented celebration of Cinco de Mayo was celebrated in Columbia, California. And uh, Puebla is its sister city. And they burst into spontaneous celebration that lasted for days. They were marching down the street singing When Johnny Comes Marching Home in Spanish. Oh, that's <laughs> cool. Now, huh? now, speaking of Colombia, just you definitely need to go there. When, one time I went there. Yeah. And, uh, well, every time I've gone there, I've, taken, I've gotten photos of a, a person in the window of the firehouse on the main street. Oh wow! Yeah, and and the the schoolhouse is like crazy active. If you use like a spirit box on that, it's nuts. Mm-hmm. As is the the cemetery. But we we went obviously late at night when the veil is the thinnest, and we were walking back to the car, and we were kind of commenting about you know okay this was pretty exciting, and there we could see in the distance that there were two figures that were shadowy down about two blocks down under a under a, a like a light like a street light and <clears throat> i made the comment of the ghosts are probably laughing at us because you know we got fairly scared and so we hear the this boisterous ghostly laugh coming from down and i'm, I'm whispering there's no way they could hear us and and it just this horrendous laugh, just ha, 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 ha. those are the creepiest, right? right? And then, you know, and then just, the, the, oh. the light goes out. <laughs> the light oh goes God. out. Yeah, and then the light comes back on, and they're gone. 
All right. Hey, hey, we're telling spooky stories. The most yes, I've gotten spooked here, and it would seem like it's just an everyday occurrence. But it was in the middle of the night when all of the clubs were closed. I mean, the streets were deserted, and you've seen the streets in Sonora. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, but I was with a couple friends, and all of a sudden, across this deserted parking lot, there appeared this, uh, she was kind of cute girl, and she was in a nightgown, and she was dancing, just dancing down the parking lot. And then you... You say, well, it, you know, I mean, okay, this, uh, that's okay. I mean, sure. I grew up in the '60s. So I'm, yeah. I'm hip to that. Uh, but I turned my head and looked back, and she was gone. And this is an empty parking lot. There was nowhere for her to go. And that was the most spook I've been up here. It, it, it's you know, just you describing it. It, it, you know, I can sense the eerie the eerie touch to it because you know you have to wonder was the dancing part of trying to you know the, like you know the fairy folk use the glamoury to right. kind of lock you in was the dancing to get you to come closer and actually she wasn't such a nice looking that's lady that's, when you got closer or something well, you know something it's, scarier it's interesting that she pointed out that there's an elemental here because with the yeah. amount of with the amount of crystal crystalline structures that it's just pervasive whether it's the granite or the quartz veins or whatever there's so much here well i would i would not be surprised to find out if there was often like um, footprints these kinds of things where it's a, a left behind gravel um little pebble throwing because this elemental is is keen to do that kind of thing. Well, light it up, man. Yeah. Throw throw a record at me. You know what's <laughs> funny? At the National Hotel, mm -hmm. uh, there's, what is her name? Elizabeth, I think. Oh, yeah. But uh, she will. She'll, it's like, not not like vicious, but like. Yeah, I don't know. This elemental like, sounding a little vicious. Yeah, this one's, I wouldn't call him extremely friendly. Now, his purpose is. You know, protecting the area kind of thing. It's quite dirty. Um, meaning, like, we would say in Spanish, sucio, or it's done, you know, ugh, kind of a, a feeling like you could roll around in poop and not really care uh, about it. Yeah. And I teased <laughs> them about the quills running He's down creepy. his back. And he kinda got kind of ticked Yeah, off. it's kind of gross, the elemental. Um but yeah, yeah, they don't have much. Um, he's not going to want to interact much unless, like, you're accidentally walking into his what he would call his territory or his space. Because um, they're really just they're kind of like trollish in that way. They're Maybe, they're protecting yeah. their spot. But I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. I mean, the, if there are more of them here, yeah, in the general me area. neither. Um, and quite uh, communicative as well, able to communicate. There's there's something very fascinating I've found since coming to Sonora. There's it, it's highly mineral rich soil. Oh, yeah. And I find in where there's high minerals in this kind of stuff that paranormal activity is more prevalent or they tend to be quite a bit stronger in their energy. And I've wondered if it has to do with the crystals and and the 
harnessing of energy within the crystals. Oh yeah, no, there, there's. I mean, there's massive quartz veins. It's what over by Table Mountain. You said that's the mother oh, is the the largest continuous. It's it's the motherlode. Mother yeah, and. Um, also, uh, yeah, like a, we like used to uh, go post. collecting crystals. I mean, that's the I, thing that you would you would do up yeah. here. We I found all kinds at my dad's too. house. Yeah. yeah, they have amethyst over at Mariposa. Yeah, yeah, you can. Oh, yeah, they have Mariposa. Yeah, which yeah we is saw that coming. Just in. peculiar to it this. Was area. Super peculiar. Oh, over at Table Mountain, there are six oh, species of plant and animal that are there and nowhere else in the world. Wow. Oh, that's interesting. Well, I found an interesting juniper up here already over in, um, by, what is that, Constance? Confidence? Confidence, yeah. Um, very interesting juniper berry. Pretty rare kind of high mountain juniper. Uh, well, that that is the lava cap. Uh, ah, there was okay. uh, a series uh, of volcanoes that happened. And what's interesting about Table Mountain is that when, and it was successive, it wasn't just one big mm-hmm. uh, lava flow, it was a succession of lava flows. And uh, the lava finds the quickest way to get downhill, but so does water. Mm-hmm. So what ended up happening is the lava flow displaced the bed of what was the ancient Stanislaus River. And uh, that's like lava, it's layite. It's mm. this mud-lava mixture. And over the course of the years, everything around it eroded. So now what you see is a perfect impression, a mold of the river. Hmm. So you get up on top of Table Mountain, you can just walk across it. You know, on one side you see Chicken Ranch, and on the other side you see Malone's. And they had these vernal pools, and uh, but it's one of the rarest geological structures. Oh, and they found oomparts, which which adds oh, cool. to. I'm sure there's along with the mining tunnels, there's lava tubes around here. Then, right? I would think uh, the caves are actually more. Calaveras County is known for its caves. Okay, yeah, tons, uh, and, tons and tons of caves. Oh, now this was all hollowed out. Yeah. We were. Te- I was teasing, but I wasn't teasing. I said, you're not on hallowed ground. You're on hollowed <laughs> ground. And uh, they were thinking about banning the logging trucks because they thought the street was going to collapse. Oh, boy. Uh, the reason why I couldn't find the boarding house was because over the years, it's been built up, and there are no rocks in the back. You- you're walking... And you're actually walking on Woods Creek. It's all underground now. Okay. There's like entire buildings buried under the ground and everything's hollowed out. When I saw what held up the sidewalk on Washington Street, are I thought, peop- man, Are I there was people worried. still living down there? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I haven't done Blue much spirits. exploring. <laughs> I can ask my friend Eli. He does all the... Yeah. Uh, Is he the one that found that crystal cave? No, that was uh, that was over in Cave City. Oh, okay. Uh, they actually, there's so many caves. Wait, what cave are you gonna Where'd get? You? Oh, was, that's, isn't it Cave City where you? No, at? it's Mammoth. Mammoth oh, cave. Mammoth. Um, Mammoth caves. Yeah, but the uh, they used to live in the cave. 
legit. Like they lived inside the cave. Like there was an area that was a bar and. Oh yeah, they had a, a pump organ. Oh yeah. And held dances. And, How long ago uh, was this? When was this? Well, that would have been the 1800s. Yeah. Okay. miners. And they're still finding rooms. And I think that yeah. was what you made reference to, because the guy goes, hey, you want to see something we just found? Yeah, they call it the jungle room. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, one, I'm not a subterranean kind of... Oh, I'm here in the basement. I'm saying I'm not a subterranean kind yeah, of you guy. you like live here. Yeah. Yeah, spelunking is not something that I'd be oh, no, comfortable with at all. No. But yeah, you go into those old mines, and yeah. although there's actually, actually caverns under the... And, and there are mines everywhere. You know, uh, in Confidence, there's the Confidence Mine. Like over by the high school, there was a mine there. The Harvard Mine, which was what the largest producing gold... Gold mine in the world. world. Uh, wow. And it didn't close down until early 90s, I think is when it finally... Really? Wow. Okay. It was owned... It was called the Harvard Mine because the person who owned it, Hosiah Whitney, who was our first state geologist... Um, is the mountain named after him? Yes, it is. Okay. Hosiah okay. Whitney. He was the survey party that came over here. Are we still calling Whitney Whitney, or did they change the name of that? I can't remember. No, I don't think they changed the name. Okay. No, I, I didn't realize that. No, I don't think so. Well, some mountains, what's, what's the, um, what did Denali used to be? McKinley? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. And that's in Alaska, right? Yeah, I don't mm -hmm. keep track. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. But anyway, he owned, and it's funny. Oh, and then, the, so they wanted him to come survey the minerals resources. I mean, that's why they hired him. He was, had a professorship at Harvard. And, but he came out here, and the first two books out of his seven volumes was on fossils. Okay. Uh, when they started digging up under Table Mountain. Oh, they, oh and you, you need to explain. So in a situation like Table Mountain, Apparently, what they do is they go in at the base and they actually mine up. Okay. Versus mining down, they mine right. up toward the top. Okay. So, go ahead. Well, it was it's an ancient riverbed, right? Mm -hmm. With the lava on top of it. And, uh, yeah, they were taking out mastodon tusks by the cartload. Wow. Okay. okay. But in that, they also found uh, mortars and pestles and fragments of skull. And uh, but that would have made man. Wait, here. wait, wait, wait! That's what I was going to say. Doesn't that put man with the dinosaurs? Well, uh, well, not quite <laughs> the dinosaurs, but yeah, pretty way much. Back, no, no, right? I think much Whitney, yeah. Whitney yeah. claimed that he found evidence of man a million and a half years ago. Dinosaurs are much older than that, but and. Yeah. Uh, What's funny though is they keep pushing it back. Have you ever have you noticed? Like they had the San Diego find, and it was associated with the mastodons and stuff. And how long now? Did they say twenty thousand years previously than they thought before? No, they're they're constantly messing around with it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I believe Whitney. <laughs> okay, so so I'm I'm still curious what you're <laughs> detecting in this place. Because I have to come here every Thursday, so I want to... <laughs> well, if, you know... And, and in the general vicinity, you know, you're getting these feelings, these vibrations. You know, what are, what are we... Are they trying to talk to us? What are they saying? Um, no, there's... No, there are some timestamps 
you know, where a traumatic event happened and it's in a repeat mode kind of thing. And you know what's really funny? When we did that voice box and we identified this one guy named Chris, and I said, why don't you go help Leanne because she was crying? Well, you have to tell them who Leanne is. It's supposedly the, well, she said who she was, but I I mean. They don't know the story. Okay, and hauntedplaces.com, the most often cited thing for the dome is a girl crying on the upstairs. You can see her through the window. And uh, so it identified this other guy. First thing we asked is, you know, who's the girl crying in the window? Yeah, and I don't know how these things work. Uh, That's not the way my grandma operated on a machine like that. But um, uh, then the one thing I heard as clear as day, though, which kind of gave me the chills, is we asked the guy, why don't you go console uh, Leanne, you know? And then as clear as day, it says, well, she's dead. And that came on there, and it was yeah, chilling. Re- we recorded it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we have actually a recording of that. Yep. And uh, that was the one that came out nice and clear to me. Oh, yeah. And you're right. It's like on repeat mode. Yeah, there's there. I would say that would definitely be an instance. Um, you know, I'll have to... We'll have to arrange where I can walk through a little bit um, to pick up on more of the spirits. There's a... Now, it's interesting how sometimes spirits can be affected by barriers that we put up ourselves, um, alarms and this kind of thing. And so they get accustomed to where people can and can't go. um, And they're not communicating. They're not really coming out. Though I do suspect if I was to go into their zone, they may communicate more with me. Um, Oh, you got to show her the door. Oh, yeah. uh, you want to go into the shadow. The door. Uh, around, a, the cor- a, <laughs> around the curve of the hallway. Beyond the, the door. Up, up into the, the ballroom. Yes. And when I look down the hallway, I can tell there's something just beyond. Oh, yeah. We heard him walking um, around. Beyond but the corner. But I... I, I've tried to get him to come out. I can't get him to quite so come out. So just to so. let the audience know, it's a, it's a circular building. Yeah. So the hallway uh, curves and disappears. Oh, that so is you so can't, creepy. You can't see the end of it. Just around the bend in the shadows. And when we first started coming here, nobody had attended the... There was only one light that was really faint way back there. Of course. Blinked on and off. (laughs) Of course. Now, you do have a little boy here in this room who likes to mess with the equipment. That's your playlist. Um, Yeah. No, we don't experience that. He's showing me he can can make stuff move on the computer. Yeah. Make it move, man. Yeah. I don't know. No, it's mellowed out now. But I'm no, telling you, when we harmful. first moved he, in here, having fun, uh, <laughs> playlists would appear that people say they didn't put on songs that I didn't even think we were in our library would start to play. <laughs> and it's it, I, and I always wondered when we put up the antenna, did that or just us coming in, or were they here all well, along and now it. it's just given us a space? I would say the latter. Yeah. Yeah. I thought maybe when we put the antenna, if we woke something up. Well, anytime you do any kind of construction, 
Now they'll they'll get upset with you when you do construction and stuff, moving stuff around. They don't like, especially in these older buildings like this, they don't like change. Love it. Go 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 show. We'll go show her the door during the break. We'll see what she thinks about the door. We'll take the spirit box over and the see if door. we can get a sound. Oh, that's where you started getting the yeah, kind of creepy sounds oh, that yeah. I couldn't understand. When I was like nine or ten, there was a film in the post-Exorcist era called Beyond the Door. And I remember the, the trailer for that used to scare the heck out of me. Children of the Corn scared me. Children <laughs> of the Corn? Yeah. Malachi, he wants you. <laughs> No, that, that one always... But, yeah, when we used a spirit box, it was crazy. Like I said, I wanted to plug it in, but it's not working. So. And the thing about a spirit box, though, I, I feel like it's like fishing. You throw your line in and maybe you get the vine, maybe you don't. Yeah. I have a couple different ones I work from that I find pretty reliable. Um, it, and it's... I can tell now... I've worked with them long enough. I can tell now when it's just picking up the regular... Stuff, or there's actually something coming through. Well, here. I think I'm going to try to jerry-rig it. All right. Just put it up against the mic. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, there we go. Oh, I caught something. You guys hear that? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, it's that Hey, Leanne. Yeah. Is that you, Chris? Wasn't his name Chris? Said something. Is the bully still around? Anything we can do to help? Here, let's try this another way. Hey, Dave, why don't you move your chair over here, and I'll jack it in on, on that one. No, just go ahead and jack it in on, on this one. I, I got to go make a call anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Abandoning me during the show. Priest. No, I'm not, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I usually speak to these people in a, in my own way. Bye. We have like we commune together and okay. tease each other. Let's get there a shot. Are. Hang on. Okay, you know, I'm yellow. Oh, it's the wrong plug. It's the wrong kind of plug. Yeah. Oh, it needs a uh, eighth inch. Yeah. There's an eighth inch right below it, isn't there? No, it's this. Oh, yeah. Well, then here it is. No, it's the one I thought. Oh, shit. Right. Oh, it's a... Oh, yeah, you got... Yeah. They'll get it worked out. I was hearing that. Yeah, I heard a few. I picked up a few words in there. Exactly, yeah. There was something There's like three different... Three different personalities coming through. Yeah, yeah, I felt that one. That was not. You hearing the box over there, Raphael? Uh, 
Yeah, there's a very sad female spirit. Very sad. Yeah, we yeah. think that's Leanne. Now, our friend Raphael, who's here with us uh, this evening, he's got to go back to the old Sonora Inn <laughs> in his room alone. You might bite. <laughs> it might have a few follow you over there. <laughs> uh, hitchhiking ghosts from the haunted mansion. <laughs> okay, hang on. Yeah. Stuff coming. There we go. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah, that's better. Oh, that's better, yeah. Okay, ask away. How many pe- spirits are in the room with us right now? Two. Okay. What's your name? Bonnie. Is it a little boy in the room? Are you the one who plays with the computer? Oh, ouch. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what causes little bit that. of squeak. <laughs> we don't know what causes that. Mm. You guys still there? Hello. Okay. Can you share with us what happened to you? Are you are you here with us present? What year did you die? I think it said hang on. You were hanged. He, he was hanged? You were hung? I think that was a yes. Yeah. What year? Did you die? Ouch, that squeak is high. Yeah, it is. Sorry, bad. guys. What year? What's your name? Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Yeah, we're definitely picking up some stuff. Yeah, for sure. Is there anything you want to say? What's the name of the elemental? How do you want to be referred to? What was that? that was the elemental. <laughs> I couldn't make out what he said. Yeah, it's going to be very guttural. It's almost like he said, get out. 
That could be. It said Malia. It did. A female voice. I'm gonna let you go ahead and take over. <laughs> You're having better luck than we did. Can we talk with the little boy? Can you use the device to speak with us? What happened to you? How old are you? Can you tell us how you died? I think you said 11. Drowned. You said drowned. Again, brown. Yeah, I heard that. That's You remember me. Mm-hmm. I told you it's active. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Do you know about the woman upstairs? You like the music. Love it. What kind of music do you like? Sounds like there's an adult. It does. It sounds like there's a. I think that's the guy we got last time. Yeah, a guy. Well, that's when we asked the name that came with a very dark feeling of the entity. Um, yeah, I want to know more about this elemental. Yeah. It, that was. It's a rock. It's a rock. There's the woman. There's the woman's voice. What's the name of the woman? Leanne. Leanne. It did. It said Leanne. Maybe the bully out to school. What 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 is the ballroom in all of this? You mentioned the ballroom. Uh, yeah, there is. Here. Sorry, we gotta share a mic. Sorry, this is essentially. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I interrupted. 
a three-story building, mm-hmm. and we're down in the lowest level, but it's below ground. Okay. The second story doesn't even seem like a story. It seems like a series of platforms okay. because there's so many stairs running up and down. Right. The third floor is this ballroom, and it has the shields, you know, like the coat of arms shields, hmm. and it's all done in purple and red. When you look up, uh, somebody has painted the, the stars. Uh, Whose ballroom so, was it? It was the ballroom for the um, school. So uh, it has a stage. And it's like a spring-loaded floor. What was the school? What kind of school? Well, there was an elementary school, and then before it closed, it became the high school. I was going to say, an elementary school doesn't use a ballroom. Well, okay, what it would be the assembly room, but it has the curtains and the coat of arms and all that plaster facade stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm just wondering if there was another use for this ballroom, and this has anything to do with the entity. I'm thinking the word bacchanalia just will not get out of my head. So uh, we had a going-away party for Alan when uh, he moved away here. Like, kind of like a tailgate barbecue. And then the uh, general manager, the big kahuna, she came in the next morning and saw the... Well, I shouldn't say this. This is a school. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You got it. Well, I'm, I was just curious if any kind of use of the ballroom might have been what it prompted well, the entity to... It's always possible. Like at night when nobody's here. And I, and I don't necessarily mean some type of dark, deep, satanic ritual. I just mean some type of uh, uh, maybe seasonal kind of solstice kind of, you know, craft. Well, let's ask. Malia, you have the best ritual, so I'm going to let you do it. <laughs> was, there, was there a... Um, a ritual performance in the building. Yes, it did it. Can you share with us what they did? Is what kind of performance was it? Hmm. Can you say that again? Did something go on during the uh, spring fling one year? Let me try. We're moving around. She's bringing out the big guns now. Get ready. Want me to turn this off? Yeah, let's give the listeners a break from the screeching. <laughs> it is Halloween. It is a good time for screeching, though. Um, I, you know, while she's setting that up, what I've you said the colors in there were purple and red. Of course, purple is associated with the third eye chakra, 
also the royalty, right? And royalty, but I'm thinking the third eye Ro- chakra is interesting. Well, uh, Roman Roman royalty, you brought up the back and all. And then they got the red curtain. Purple is used to activate psychic abilities, visions, and other things. Yep. Interesting. Um, red, red as well. Red is psychically active. Now, this box is, um, it's called a paratech. And what it does is offers the spirit a bank of words to pick from oh, yeah. or a phrase. Okay. So if it's working right, oh, yeah, this is definitely working right. Like an obvious. This is not a phrase I normally get. It says, I love this place. So nice. I would say that that would be coming from the little boy. All right. Thank you. I, <laughs> I, I hope we create a good environment. <laughs> yeah. It says, I need it. I give you all the support you need. <laughs> That's interesting. So, yeah, it's definitely working on it. It doesn't have a problem um, working with electronics, uh, the little guy in here. <laughs> Apparently <laughs> not. He's like, I know how to make this work. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we go to break early and then we'll we'll show you you can try that by the door. Okay. When we come back, we'll fire that thing up some more we'll and see what's more. going on. Sounds good. So just just so you guys are aware, you're listening to the Enigma Hour uh, with Captain Tiki and Captain Dave. We're broadcasting live on K A D L P one oh three point five FM Sonora. The spooky Enigma Hour. Yes. <laughs>
hearing continued as follows. Now, I'll, I'll repeat the original question. Uh, are you now, have you ever been a member of the Communist Party of any country?
Listening to the Enigma Hour with Captain Tiki and Captain Dave. We're here with Malia and Walter and Raphael, and we're all hanging out. Uh, while we were off the air, let me turn that down. We were exploring we were, the hallway. Yes, the hallway and the out the exterior of the building, and we we're getting some pretty crazy results. Were you impressed with the the Doric columns and the? Uh, yeah, I, I would. I would really like. I want to see it in the daytime. Oh yeah. It's impressive. Of course, seeing this ballroom would be incredible. But that's, I want to see it too. Stars on the ceiling, also right. very, you know, very. You know what comes to my mind is Carnival of Souls, the original. Now I forget sure, the name. Sure, sure. The original in the ballroom in the Salt Air Pavilion, and how creepy that was, and everything that that you, meant. So you know what it reminds me of is actually Rosalind. Oh, it kind of reminds. She's been there. All right, yeah. I yeah. haven't. No, Rosalind, the entire ceiling of the of the church is covered in stars. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, there's stuff everywhere, no, no matter where you look. Yeah. That's kind there's of Egyptian stuff. in nature, right? I mean, oh, with not is, traversing. The is that where the Templars who built that might yeah. have gotten that? Obviously. It's possible. Yeah. I mean, they, they did spend quite a bit of time in the, in the Middle East. Yeah. But it's, no, I mean, it, when you walk into it, it's just covered. Every, everything is symbolic. The entire place, there's not an in, a square inch that doesn't have something. I got to get there. <laughs> you it, do. Yeah. And, and there's incredible. A great, there's a great pub down the street that has fantastic haggis. Um, not so much on the oh, haggis. Oh, no, you want the haggis. I, no, would, I no. didn't eat haggis no, the no, entire no, time no, in Scotland. No, no way. No way. You couldn't uh, pay me enough. Oh, it's good. That's, no way. That, that's where I uh, don't let my Scottish roots take me is haggis. <laughs> no, haggis is good stuff. <laughs> No, that's what I keep getting, trying to convince you, but no, my, no. Uh, on Scotia Night at my Masonic Lodge that I was in decades ago on Long Island, on Scotia Night, they would march the haggis around on the platter on their shoulders. Oh, yeah. the, uh, no thanks, guys. No, but it's, it, Rosslyn is a really impressive place. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's spooky. Yeah, it was so much fun to run the boxes over there. Oh, it's, it's, it was neat. Yeah, well, Edinburgh is kind of strange, too. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, to me, it reminds me of Vic Lovell's psychodrama theater in Palo Alto when things got intense. <laughs> okay, Dave. We're waiting. Yeah, you know, no, the uh, Herman, <laughs> gotta, Herman yeah. Hess, uh, what was that called? Steppenwolf? The, or, uh, where they had the theater. Oh, uh, The magic yeah. theater. Oh, gosh darn it. Yeah. I know which one you're talking about. I can't So remember. Vic Lovell, if people don't know, is the first person to give King Kesey LSD. And uh, they had a psychodrama theater, and it was fixed up, totally accommodated for you to act out the story of your life. Uh, but it, okay. This sounds... Spooky. Uh, the concept of memory theater comes to mind when you're talking about that, because memory theater can be really spooky. Oh, and, sure. And, and creepy, depending upon which hallways you go down. Um, Sesheree, who's going to be one of the speakers at the event this weekend, he taught me a lot about memory theater and has demonstrated to me how you can recognize them and, and how they're used um, by people surreptitiously in, in can you know possibly in in very public places. Um, oh, sure. Hide it. As, as my old man used to say, uh, hide it under the flagpole. Right? Yeah. I've, I found something like that at a shopping plaza uh, in Victoria Gardens. Did I take you, Raphael, to Victoria Gardens? We didn't make it, did we? Next time you're down there, well, you know, you've got to do the Victoria. I've taken Malia there. And, you know, in Sacramento, I forget which building it is, but the, the architect who designed it, he built, I think it's a temple to Athena, is actually on the roof. Ooh. I'm, I, I consider myself an informal Athenist, so I've got to see this. Where is this at? It's in Sac. I forget which building it is, but it's a, I think it's a temple to Athena. It's up on the roof. Oh, boy. Now, there, there's an observatory nearby here that is clearly a temple to Athena. To me, that big observatory. Um, Around here. Real famous. Remember I was looking at on the map? Oh, you were talking about that, and I can't. I'm doing brain dump. You guys should know about an observatory. <laughs> when you say it's in the, the area, great only, big one. The only observatory uh, now I know is Columbia probably, College. It's, I'm probably thinking more towards San Francisco. Well, there's there's Mount a Shabo. No, that doesn't have an observatory. Oh. But there's a Shabo Observatory in the. Yeah. In it's, the, it's, oh yeah, you're the big guy. Yeah. yeah. There's a there there is one there. It's called the Shabo Observatory. Oh, okay. But the Bay Area, I mean, it, it has a bunch of stuff like that. Yeah. Well, like everything else, the first observatory in California was around here in the Mother Lode somewhere. Well, this building is very much like an observatory. Yeah, sure it, is. it is. Are you are you talking about the one with the three domes? Yeah. You're thinking of Griffith Observatory, oh, which yeah, is Los Palomar. Angeles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Palomar. That well, Palomar. Palomar's San Diego. Yeah. Oh, Palomar, San Diego. Yeah. Well, I know, but if you're hanging out in Scotland, that's just down the street. I right? know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pal Palomar. <laughs> You might find Palomar interesting, but we'll talk about that later. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a discussion in itself. Yes. That, there's a Saturnian thing that, that happens at Palomar. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Palomar is geometrically aligned. It's it, it is it's fascinating. I was parallel. definitely drawn to it um, uh, in more ways than one. Are you, this now are you, get, are you of thinking of Griffith bar. again or Palomar? Both. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, Pal Palomar is interesting because actually, well, for a lot of reasons, like I said, it's a show in and of itself. But one of the most interesting parts of it is that the place where the astronomers sleep, the barracks, so to speak, mm -hmm. they call it the monastery. Ooh. 
and the the three there are three observatories, and they're aligned in a triangle. Mm-hmm. And the guy, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, well, not Wool. The guy that designed the the original observatory, very famous astronomer, um, but he actually had a he believed that he was communicating with a three foot tall entity. Mm-hmm. That told him how to build these telescopes because he went all over the place building <gasps> telescopes. Oh, well, that matches. It's and the, the entity he described looks very With much like Palm Springs. Lamb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, knew a guy that uh, spent oh, yeah. uh, four yeah. months in one of these fire towers up here. Oh yeah, I bet you he saw stuff. And uh, yeah, they eventually they they took him off duty of that and they put him to work as uh, he's now. The Forest Service official Smokey the Bear. They, they grounded him. <laughs> oh, things got, wow. things get weird done. when you spend months up in oh, okay. the tower. If you search for it, I'll, I can send you a link to it. There's actually somebody did a kind of art project and the Polybus. And he, he made a, a set of drawings of a ritual that takes place inside of the, uh, the Palom, or, um, yeah, the Palomar Observatory, mm-hmm. and it's it's a ritual to it's the pentath, it's a pentath degree. Very. And they grind their own lenses. Well, that's walking into know. the eleventh and the thirteenth dimension, attempting to move yeah, into the eleventh. Yeah, it's one of the highest degrees. Yeah. yeah. The pentath. But it's it's significant in other ways as well. But right. we won't talk about that here. Yeah. <laughs> it goes places, you know. No, but it's there. I'll I'll send you guys a link to it. There's a, a, a set of drawings yeah. that was done that that show supposedly what they're doing, and it coincides with uh, James Shelby Downard oh. that he he would always claim that there were things going going on up there. Yeah, mm-hmm. at at Palomar. But he mis- he misconstrued what it was, <clears throat> and then he said his ex-wife was constantly being taken up there to represent the Scarlet Woman. Hmm. But mo- most of the, mo- the all the the stories about things happening at Palomar originate actually with Downer. Um, they're on the coast down that way. I've been to it once, and I got there going from. Of course, I would do a brain dump. Um, north of Escondido, um, it's north of Carlsbad, I believe, and uh, it's some. We type should give of, them a timeout. It, it's some type of uh, um, like a campus, and it's got the very 1920s um, esoteric type architecture, and sure. it's still like some uh, institute of universal es- wisdom. Esalon. No, Esalon's farther north, isn't uh, it? Esalen? Esalen? Yeah, that's that's farther north. This I is, uh, I can't think of, you could probably Google it and it, it'd pop right up, but uh, I cannot believe I'm forgetting the name oh, no, of, the, of the community because I used to stay there. A, a, a friend of mine, he and his wife had a house um, in this town that's right off the 15 um, north of Escondido that you take to go through and, and, and you go Highway 76 and, and right there. And um, what's interesting is it's there. It's been there a long time, and I'm usually up on this stuff. And it was new to me. I had never so that I think they keep it really low key. Oh, and sure. it's not it, it's not dating back to Catherine Tingley's era, 
you know, which was the late 19th, early 20th century. Um, that's Loma Land. That's farther south, you know, towards Point Loma. This is um, a different Loma thing. Land. But it's close enough to Palomar that I don't know if there's an association. With well, there's there's a lot of stuff that's just strange about Palomar. You know, not not far away from there, you know, towards San Diego, you know, the, you have Palomar Gardens, and there were a whole bunch of people that stayed in the apartment complexes in, in Palomar Gardens. You've got the Adamski thing, mm-hmm. the people that Adamski was hail. It was Hale. The astronomer's Hale. And there there's some evidence that Adamski and Hale interacted. It goes it goes real dark places real fast. Yeah. I wrote a whole chapter about it. Yeah, Adamski, he's one of those that like not a lot of uh UFO fans uh realize his connection to magic, the, the magic oh, yeah. culture. Oh yeah, no, the his whole his whole Tibetan thing was Yeah. <laughs> it's Greg Bishop wrote a good, good thing about him <laughs> in that. Yeah. But he's also connected to to some other unhealthy people like the Silver Shirts and others. So. Yeah. They don't they don't really want to talk about that over Gandalfi. <laughs> but it's yeah, it's not not good stuff. But no, Palomar is a very uh, mystical place. And, and like like many mystical places, it's it's not good or bad, it's what you make of it. So, all right. So, getting back to your devices. So, uh, what did, what did you find out there? Um. Well, we went out in the hallway there, and like we suspected, just around the corner, just enough where it's into the darkness of it. Um. I think I feel like we we started to get pretty much instant communication with. It was fast. Yeah, with um, the friendly spirit. Right. And then um, who who was communicating very clearly? They love it here. Right. They want to stay. This um, is this is we think the little boy. Right. They're wanting to help. Um, and then uh, there was there's a poltergeist here who was very interested in making noise. Was saying he wanted to make noise. Get out. Yeah, make some know, noise. You know this kind of thing. Um, Quite evil presence. Um, yeah. Not. I got that impression. Not a good thing. At one point, I think. He, yeah. He said, "Leave." Yeah, leave. Get out. Get or, out. That happened yeah. outside as well. Yeah, and then we went out to those front doors, and now that is quite the incredible structure. It uh, is. Um, big, huge white columns, um, big blue door, and then a whole balcony up on the top and stuff. It just would and be... all the scroll work. Yeah, it just would be so fascinating to see the people. And, you know, it reminded me of a, um, a very famous opera building down in Merida Centro in Yucatan. Um, then they have that full balcony. I would go up there and pick up on spirits up there few times <laughs> I loved it out there next to the Parque de la Madre and um, but yeah there there's quite a bit of Spanish influence I, I imagine from the missions um, around here so in the architecture and stuff do you see the uh, those platforms where the griffins used to be <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I miss I miss that part, but that would be cool. I did see some of the ravens' nests. Yeah, aren't they beautiful? Yeah, that was really neat. Woven together, super complex. I think that you know there is a legend that Crow taught the uh, Miwoks how to weave baskets. I can see see why. Yeah. Now this is Miwok country, right? Yes, it is. We have uh, two federally recognized tribes here in Tuolumne County. Uh, Neat. Oh, boy, one of probably the darkest chapter in my book, Secret Missions 5, I talk about the Miwok, um, talk, uh, the Miwok uh, discussing um, the, the entities that are over in Yosemite, the really oh, yeah. bad ones. You know, it's interesting. Also, you know, everybody talks about the Fresno Nightcrawler, that apparently it, it originates from Yosemite, and it's in Miwok yeah. legends. Yeah, yeah. But they have this whole mythology. I mean, they got leprechauns oh, yeah. Little people. and mermaids mm-hmm. and, uh, and the, the rock giant. And uh, my favorite, the Yaya Lee, his Bigfoot. <laughs> and I mean, it's That's not... what they call it here. Yeah, the Yaya, Yaya Lee. Yaya Lee. And uh, so the one lady who is the anthropologist of the Stanislaus Forest, and she goes to all the tribal meetings. And then... Um, uh, sometimes they get late, and all of a sudden they go, "Well, here, let me walk you to the car." And she goes, "She goes, well, they never walked me to the car before, and, and he had been active, you know." Oh. And it's not only it is a physical being, but it also has spiritual connotations. Oh, over by Columbia, as you go right by the airport, right there, oh, you yes. see this big pile of kind of fissured white granite rocks mm-hmm. and that's called Yaya Lee's bones because there was a particularly nasty one that lived up on top of Table Mountain and there a lean year came and the thing kept raiding the camp and ended up killing a baby mm. and uh, so they hunted it down yeah like Frankenstein you know yeah, with all got the pitchforks and stuff villagers. Into a tree. Yeah, they, they ran him up a tree they lit the tree on fire and lit the tree on and fire so he fell out and broke his neck so they buried him there. Remember what I was telling you on the way here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Yaya Lee isn't necessarily uh, a friendly. I mean, no. I always thought of Bigfoot as like the um, the benefactor, the protector well, of the it, forest. It, it's not, you know? it's, it's, there are some bad ones and some good ones. Like the, yeah. the Mono Paiute, they believe that, that the Bigfoot is... It's just a, a spirit, and it, it's neither good nor evil. That it's whatever it's interacting with. If you do bad things, it will try to stop you. Mm-hmm. You know, and and when you're in the Yosemite, you're in the forest, or you're out by Mona Lake, or wherever you are. If you if you think about him, and you you will him, he will show up. No, around. So they don't, no, they are they telepathic. Yeah, so they don't. Yeah. They don't really like talking about him too much because if you talk about him, he shows up. No, they'll steal your women and eat your food. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's. Yeah. But no, there, there's yeah. quite a bit. There's there's some very interesting spirits that they believe inhabit Yosemite. Yeah, the little ones are the Sikas. That's what they yeah, call the them, the Sikas. Yeah. And okay. I've, I've felt that, their presence. That's neat. Yeah. Um, on our way down here, I was talking to Walter about how right after we left, I started to get communication from one and kind of started out welcoming me to there, recognizing where I was from and, and stuff. And 
He shared with me it was like the ones I've encountered before up in Yak, Montana, in the sense that they're quite upset with the hunters. Um, They told me there had been one male that had been killed before of their elders. There's three more elders um, of the elder elderly. We're talking like within 100 years old, if not more. Um, And then there is some mature adults and then quite a few children, little ones. They called them or referred to them as little ones. But they're, they're quite upset with the hunters. The hunters are quite are very much disturbing their oh, I'm sure <laughs> that's true. I don't like it. As they they not just the Sasquatch hunters or the Bigfoot hunters, some of them are their goal is to kill. You know, if that's their proof is to be able to kill one. No, uh you know I love these people up here. They're my brothers and sisters, but they go Bigfoot hunting that's in camouflage with their weapons. Yes. Right? Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, I, I shouldn't. Yeah. No, I love my. Uh, well, you, well, you think, you know, in, the, in the, the, the times that we're in, this is 2023, um, there are so many alternatives to, you know, proving a species exists aside from killing it. And, no, uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know yeah. what they uh, did was they got a line. And they put one of those uh, cocker burrs, you know, you ever see those real nasty burrs? Uh-huh. And uh, coated it with sticky stuff and then put it at about the right height and put a transmitter in it. Okay. And it got entangled in the thing. Okay, that's fur, cool. Okay. And they were able to track it for, I don't know, several months uh, before they finally lost it. And uh, either they went out of range or they mm. managed mm. to get it off. Uh, her good friend and uh, business associate was just retired from being the archaeologist for um, for the Kootenai National Forest. Kootenai National Forest in Montana, and um, I, I haven't had a chance to pick her brain yet for interesting <laughs> stories because she just retired and just haven't had the opportunity. <laughs> but uh, uh, she's quite full of them, <laughs> that's uh, for sure. So yeah. that's that's um, these uh, the the. The entities that um, I learned about in Yosemite that the Miwok, you know, warned about are the best way we can just, I can describe them or I I forget the word, it's in my book. You know, I wrote it down so I wouldn't have to remember it. Right. Paraphrase Sean Connery from Indiana Jones. Um, But they're like harpies. It's these winged female beings that are flesh eaters. And um, well, I don't know that one. They've been they've been uh, credited in some stories to the deaths of uh, people that fall off of. Um, there's a I don't know if it's it's Bridal Veil is the main fall and Bridal some, Falls. That's yeah. why they call it a fall. Yeah. Um, but there's another <laughs> fall there that um, one of the victims in particular, and David Politis talks about this case. Sure. Um, you know, it wasn't just the the normal physics of a, a fall where she slipped off and then you go down. It's like something propelled her way off. And there's just the details that it's a little bit sketchy that it was just a regular fall. And, um, of course, there's the, uh, the, the, the evidence that she was, um, I guess, partially consumed after the fall. 
shortly after the fall, like pushed off and then they converge. And uh, it's in, anyway, it's in my book, but um, that's one of the Miwok um, entities, you know, from their mythology that... Uh, no, it's a, it's a very, it's a very uh, spiritually active place. I mean, people mm-hmm. don't realize that, you know, they go there for vacation. Mm-hmm. They stay at the Awani. It's beautiful. They take photos, but it is a very... There's, there are some places there that are very, very powerful. Yeah, Stanley Kubrick uh, used the, uh, you know, the interior of the Awani Lodge, you know, right. for good reason in The Shining. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's the interior of the, uh, the overlook in the film. Very That's interesting place. Especially places like uh, Tanaya Lake. They're very, very spiritual to the Miwok. It's, it's, well, I'm just a hometown boy, man. You get past Woods Creek, and you're I lost. lost. Although most of Yosemite is in Tuolumne County, it is. I, that's I think is what makes Tuolumne County spooky in itself, is because the between the Bureau of Land Management land and the Stanislaus National Forest and mm-hmm. the Yosemite National Forest and the Indian uh, lands mm-hmm. and the um, special wilderness district. Right. Uh, all you have is just these little pockets mm-hmm. of um, civilization. Actually, I mean, the entire county just has 54,000 people. Well, how, how, much of a, how much of an imprint uh, presence does the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers have in this area? Oh, uh, they're pretty big because when I first moved to this area, I had a, had a job with them. Okay. Uh, because I think it's Maloney's Dam is the largest, besides the Aswan in Egypt or something, mm-hmm. is, uh, it's, it's mud pack is what that dam is. And what happened was the gophers were undermining the dam. The, uh, the dam. Well, I mean, you have, a, you have a lot of dams here. Right, there's Lions Reservoir. Well, uh, my point Hetch is... Hetch Hetchy, which feeds San Francisco. Oh, yeah, Hetch Hetchy, yeah. Right. My, my point is this. When you're wanting to look for something that the U.S. government, some spooky stuff or weird stuff or ancient stuff that the U.S. government wants to hide from you in our these kind of areas, look for the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers because that's overtly who they will use okay. to keep that's you away from that. I mean, we had a run-in. We had a run-in with the Smithsonian. DoD. <laughs> oh well, yeah, they're notorious. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. the Army Corps of Engineers, think about it. It's DoD, and um, all they got to do is come in there and say they're running it, they're in charge, and goodbye public access to it. Well, you know, it's really funny. Is I had a discussion last night with the Sanguinetti. Mm-hmm. And that's another Italian family. And they all had their cattle ranches down in the southern part of the county. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's old Don Pedro Road that mm-hmm. leads to the old Stage Road. Mm-hmm. And um, it's said right on there in the Bureau of Land Management as part of the Red Hills Management Area. And it had been opened up for public use. But at one time, it was a restricted military area. Imagine that. Um, And and that's weird because the only base that's... Well, I mean, we had Castle out there by Turlock, but the the only real base that exists anywhere near here 
is a Marine Corps Mountain Warfare base over by Bridgeport. And I think this was more, I don't know if it was a base. I think it was just like either a testing ground or a uh, maneuvers well, they, um, they place. do maneuvers in the Sonora Pass. Um, but uh, if the Italians had uh, given some land for the building and testing of this equipment, my bet is is the Italians all had the cattle country in the south part of the uh, county. Yeah. Well, you were even saying uh, Don Pedro, uh, weren't yeah. you? Yeah, uh, it wait. was last week. Don Pedro? Oh, yeah, the uh, Rosasco, the yeah. old Rosasco ranch is down there. Yeah, well, we got one of the Sanguinetti's. Uh, we Cesare, had a ranch down there. Yeah, Sessuri <laughs> has identified um, uh, the intersection of several um, Tulert currents and a mask on. And that's what I argue. I'll be talking Saturday about Frank Rosasco, the mysterious enigmatic Frank Rosasco. And he was obsessed with um, geosurvey of a spot on their property on the family ranch. And, and I and Hari, Sashari, are convinced that that's what he was obsessed with. And do you know exactly where that was? Oh, yeah. Is it where? He the, mapped it. Is and, it where and the, the overlook is, and the, No, when you're on Don Pedro Road yeah. before you get to the fence that blocks you where it okay. ends, okay, and then becomes private property, and you see the house and the property that's there now, where this intersection is, you can see that spot from the road. It's oh. it's it's closer to the road than um, you know you might think. And um, yeah, I want to uh, go out there. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting stuff. But uh, uh, I'm okay. Let's let's spend a minute. Nimzicon is this weekend. Well, I had a quick question. Okay. Was was Fort Stockton the closest army post historically to this area, or was there another army that. fort? I don't have the an answer to Because that, that would be interesting would be to find out where the army outposts were in the 19th century. Yeah, all before. I know is the Army Corps of Engineers. Yeah, but the Army Corps of Engineers, <laughs> you, you want to know where the secret stuff is well, in the wilderness? Look for them. Well, what was it? The Mariposa Brigade went, in, went into Yosemite after the Miwok. So there was something in Mariposa, but I think that was paramount. Well, no, the people that first came in was uh, Stevenson and his New York Volunteers. Hmm. And um, they were quasi-military when President Polk sent them people over here. Yeah, they were supposed to be Army, but the reality of it was is they were printers, farmers. What, wait, wait, do you hear Sessuri's, uh fleshed-out theory about John C. Fremont and his whole mission? And, and wow, it'll, it'll blow your mind. But uh, I guess we should talk about Nimsicon, like yeah. you said. This portion of our program is brought to you by <laughs> NIMSA NIMSACon. Con. Now, for those uninitiated, NIMSA, uh, what? It's our original source is Charles Dalshow. He's the first source we can trace who talks about NIMSA, and he describes them as this mysterious German headquartered group um, that was kind of the, I guess, sponsors, you might say, of the Sonora Aero Club. So this is all Sonora Aero Club stuff when you when you talk about NIMSA. And what I've done in my research, uh, I'm like the sixth or seventh guy to get into NIMSA in the Aero Club. Before me was was Pete Navarro, Dennis Crenshaw, um, you know, all, the, all those guys. Um, and I've, I've fleshed it out. 
um, between the era of the Sonora Aero Club, now with my new book, to the present. But um, Nimzicon and is is the the event where we're we're all in fact all all three of us are speakers. That um, is correct. And we're going to be presenting you know different perspectives of this area here reflective in some cases of the Sonora Aero Club, in some cases the mysterious NIMSA and the other weird local history stuff. So that's the theme. And it's this weekend, and you can live stream it by yes. going to... Uh, NIMSACon.TicketLeap.com. Correct. Yeah. Good job. NIMSACon. That's <laughs> N-Y-M, as in Mary, Z-A-C-O-N dot TicketLeap.com. Dot com and it's only twenty dollars and you get all six speakers yep. on Saturday. Um, You'll be yeah, able to now watch we it are later. an educational um, uh, community radio station, so uh, what we are actually legally permitted to say is for more information you can go to now, come on down. We got a half sale <laughs> here, folks. But I will tell you. Um, that for an entire <laughs> weekend, uh, and I just met these folks, so. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. They just showed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, like, materialized. Yeah, but I'm sure. We are time travelers. If I can't wait to, uh, for a happy weekend, I'm sure, uh, come on board. No, we're way excited about this. We've been planning it for months. Yes, months. Uh, Walter and I came up with the idea several months back and we said well we want to offer something that helps bring an understanding of what is NIMSA and what is Sonora California yeah. um, it, it, it is quite unknown you know out there it, when you say have you ever heard of Sonora California most people are like what it's no? usually weirdos like all of us um, in this right. room no, you know, you, we've talked about that it's you like, can and it knows. should be as famous as Bisbee I'm Arizona telling you, or I said Kexburg like, has a UFO yeah, festival put up by the Volunteer Fire Department. Yeah. Why, why can't we have it's something? Sonora's, it's interesting. Chock full of more than Kexburg. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, we should be launching uh, airships from the ball field there. <laughs> by the way, I found your photo. It's from I. I got oh, it. I got yeah. it. Okay. So uh, I found the source of his photo. So I did a it is an arrow, by the way. I did a I did a presentation. A you know, Deshaus all his circus uh, looking. Yeah. Okay. And then I showed these two canvas bags held together by two by fours with a lantern in front. And I said, this is probably really what they look like. And <laughs> right. it was an airship landing yeah. in Crash, 1897. Crash landed in, in 1897. So in it's Iowa. an 1890s era, yeah. authentic, bona fide. Iowa. Iowa is where it crashed. Yeah. It didn't oh, boy. It didn't look like it crashed. They were posing yeah, by the Yeah, but that's the what thing. they said. They said it, it was Iowa. Iowa. The home state of the Wilsons. Iowa. Uh, well, the Wilsons are connected to Iowa. I'm just tell, reporting the facts. So is the mysterious Coruscantin of my empire, the wheel stuff, yeah. in, 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 uh, which I think is a planted thing, but she's connected to Mason City, Iowa, by virtue of... I forget where, I forget where it was in Iowa. Well, oh, now no, it's 
it's the investigation of Empire of the Wheel that brought you originally oh, yeah, to yeah. Sonora, California. Oh, yeah, it's my Empire of the Wheel stuff that, that led to um, the guy I'm going to be talking about, Frank Rosasco, okay. one of the members of the local Rosasco family. He, um, he, he, he was 24 years old in 1915. He had graduated from Berkeley. He was an engineering student, had a bright future, brilliant young man. No, all these uh, cattle people, they were really highly educated. Oh, yeah. These, these so folks. he goes down to San Bernardino, California in the fall of um, 1915, and he's arrested on a train having a nervous breakdown, and he's uh, taken to the local hospital, the, admitted to the psych ward. He's diagnosed as... Um, dangerously paranoid, and um, and uh, 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 there's a possible murder mystery going on in the city at this time, and there's reasons to um, suspect him, and yet he's released into the hands and the custody of unidentified friends from Sonora. Well, look, powerful people from at, here. Look at what you were just handed. Okay. He and uh, well, let me finish the story. <laughs> sure, sure. Because here's the key part: Frank Rosasco spends the next, the remaining 58 years of his life, every day doing nothing but mathematical calculations, astronomical ab- observations, and in, in uh, geo survey of a spot on the ranch. 58 years every day, and I got this as I told you the last time I was on. I got this from a member of the Rosasco family, uh, Nathan's mother before she passed away, told him this. Let me see this photo that I've been wanting to see. That's the mysterious photo. The Waterloo Air... I love the hoax thing. Well, they always claim it's a hoax. Everything's a hoax. Yeah, I have uh, pictures from Sonora of uh, these aeronauts, you know, and they're dressed in the little costumes or anything. <laughs> and I love that stuff. Yeah. Oh, sure. And uh, that was the age everybody wanted the latest thing. It was the, the optimistic time of wonder, invention, science. I have a picture of the balloon going over the dome. It's just this thing of beauty. And... Um, <laughs> Well, I we think in the that, 20s that and 30s, they had the best dance moves. I mean, it, it had to have been the funnest dancing era <laughs> of the past 100 years, easily. Because, it's you know, they're breaking into swing, and they're breaking into all this yeah. rock is coming in. And, oh, yeah. I love Sorry. it. Um, so, yeah, Frank, the whole thing with uh, Frank Rosasco, he, he shows up in the thing I'm investigating. Empire of the Wheel Mystery, and, and she's right. What she said, that's what brought me here because I learned more about the Sonora Club and, you know, and, and I wanted to follow up the leads on that. And uh, I came here for the first time in 2013 and then followed it up in 2014. And um, But, yeah. Well, you know more, and I've been living here since 1992. Except for I knew all the members of the family. But it's it was, one of life's little mysteries, in, uh, in a wholly different context, a different way. Well, I've seen most of the U.S. I've probably missed, you know, the far northeast coast. I've avoided New York most of my life. <laughs> you didn't miss But much. as far as, like, mountains go and beauty and this kind of thing, this area was just phenomenal. I am blown away at how beautiful it really is up here. It's 
I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> and as you know, it's, it's listed neat. in the literature that we have the most haunted town in Northern California. Oh, that's easy. Just walking down the street, one block of Main Street had every shop. Now, this is a really interesting thing. You know, down there at the Sonora, the old Sonora Inn, that block, while we walked down it, I picked up spirit entities specifically of of cultures, identities. So there was Irish and Scottish, oh, and yeah. then there was Native American, and then there was Mexican and Spanish. And it was just so fascinating to me how quickly they were changing so cultures the, right uh, next door to each Southern other. Southern <laughs> vines uh, um, were the most cosmopolitan of uh, any of the mining areas in California. It's very it interesting when it comes to mining towns. I've been in most of them now. Um, of course, Bisbee is known to be quite paranormal, and, and same with Butte, Montana. That's another one I've investigated quite a bit. And here, you could say it's just like the other mining towns in the sense of you have a lot of poverty that has happened here, and there, there's that sense of everybody's looking for gold. Um, but what's different about this area is there almost seems like a layer of peace of working it out amongst each other and kind of, yeah, we got this kind of thing going on. There's not quite as much of the desperation that I've found in other mining towns. Well, I, I, you know, the things that fascinated me about the Shaw's works is how close it was to the Sonora ethos. Uh, because the uh, uh, Fred Fruid, Meister Fruid, who was the cabinet maker, and they con him into making his masterpiece, and it's a practical joke. <laughs> I mean, that's what this <laughs> culture so was. I mean, it's the home of ECD. Um, yeah. Everybody was pulling jokes on each other. Right, the, that's the tall ECB. tales. ECB. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the clampers. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, Home you could the do clampers. the Aero, Aero Club is kind of like a different branch of the clampers. In many it ways. Says, and now I'm dry as, and then let's go to the bar. <laughs> I mean, they always, uh, that's how they started the Aero Club meetings. Mm-hmm. Every Friday night, downstairs in the saloon, unless it got too hot and they hit the rocks out back. <laughs> but you talk about the stolen music box and the holdup where the lady, and I think it's Turich, and they say Seelich, and they think it's Seagrestrum, but Seagrestrum is where the music box was stolen out of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she refused to give up her valuables to the holdup, and she shot him. <laughs> I mean, that is Sonora. It. That's Tuolumne County. I know that's authentic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I have identified the butcher's store, the cabinet shop, <clears throat> um, the places they talk about. I mean, who else? They says he flew, Peter Menace would go on these little flights, right? Yeah. And uh, he went over Montezuma Mountain, and I heard, hear these arrowheads, and they say, well, there's a place in Mexico. Did they go that far? Montezuma's right outside of Jamestown, <laughs> and what he's talking about is the mine at Montezuma that goes over Table Mountain. Okay. Yeah, it's all about Table Mountain. It is somehow. It is, it is always um, about Table Marv Mountain. Taylor, who was the uh, MUFON assistant director or something that had mm-hmm. the largest collection of UFO memorabilia in the world here in Sonora. And he said, 
Clearly, 40% of all sightings happen in the Table, table Mountain, Mountain area. Well, you know, you talk about hiding things under the flagpole, right? right. I think the uh, the whole culture, local culture, you're talking about, oh, we're just a bunch of jokesters. And I think ECV does this. Oh, we're just a bunch of jokesters. Yeah, it's all humor because the most people are inclined to say, yeah, it's all humor. It doesn't mean anything. Right. But they're really doing these things. Oh, yeah. And it's just easier to... No, I think make a joke out of it because most people will dismiss it. No, you go up to the Shriners building, mm -hmm. up to the upper room, and they got the Ark of the Covenant up there, man. No, I mean, <laughs> if anybody knows where there is one, if anybody really has detailed schematics and yep. drawings, it's the it's ECV. Yeah, the cool fool. The, clamp, the clampers. If anybody's got it, it's the clampers. It has to be. They've got an archive of something somewhere. And I, th I think, and I'll be getting into this in my talk, I won't do it here, but um, there's another aspect of it that I had never thought of connecting to it before, but in light of something that Delshaw himself shows in his illustrations, and in light of subsequent connections to the very thing, I, I, I realized, wait a minute, there, there's something really extraordinary in this that most people, when you look at the Sonora Club, myself included, and stuff they did, I, I didn't make this connection before, but now I suspect this. And I'm going to save that for the talk on Saturday. But uh, Sounds like a good idea. I mean, uh, the proprietress of the boarding house was a big book, some women, and her name was Madame Glanz. And every bachelor in the boarding house was in love with her. Yeah. I mean, it's just so Sedora. Um, and the jokes that Deschow, even the jokes of names of people a lot of times, like Tosh Wilson. Tosh yeah. is a Scottish word, meaning full of nonsense. Who, who, which one was it that hooked the bed up to the... Oh, Harry. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's a good one, too. All right. All right, well, <clears throat> that being said, we're out of time. Uh, for our FCC friends, this is uh, the Enigma Hour, broadcast on KADLP, 103.5 FM, Sonora. And streaming at kaad-lp.org. That radio voice. All right, well, thanks, everybody, for coming. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be on next week. I'm uh, glad I was here. Absolutely. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, this is great. thanks for having us. I think we had a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll be here same bad time, same bad channel, Thursday, 10 p.m. to midnight. The but we'll see you tomorrow because all of you have yep. signed up for NoonsaCon, right? <laughs> of course, yep. yes. Yeah. Wow. So we'll, we'll see you on Zoom. <laughs> all right, well, thanks a lot for listening, and we'll see you next week.